Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you, as always, Taylor Wells. Episode 120 coming at you folks today. And uh, Taylor, there's uh, there's actually quite a bit to talk about today. Buck 20. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about, man. We got freaking hockey coming back. Look at we do. We oh do. I think. You know, I, I do appreciate this time of year when everybody starts reading way too into preseason games. Hell yeah. Like, you th- like I, I loved the overreaction of uh, Vancouver fans. They just got beat 10 rip by Calgary. And they're like, well, fucking season's done. Yeah, season's over. A uh, bunch of fucking AHL, ECHL backups got dusted. So we're done. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much over for them. But I mean, in in all honesty, we kind of knew the Vancouver season was already over. So yeah, they're, they're, yeah, that's it's tough. I don't think they'll go into full rebuild. But good God, man! Yeah, that's that yeah. is definitely a, a tire fire for sure over there, uh, folks. We are sponsored by a few people, so we're gonna explain a little bit about that right now. Um, first off, as you saw in our intro, as always, the Hockey Podcast Network, folks. Uh, jump on over to the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Check out all the shows. I believe there are over a hundred shows now wow. in the Hockey Podcast Network that are sponsored. So I would definitely go over there and check it out. There is a show for almost every team, I think. It could be wrong on that. But also we've got some great talent, even some celebrities. Uh, the fellow that plays uh, Ted Hitchcock in Shorzy yeah. has a show that is part of the part of the hockey podcast network so uh we are uh, rubbing shoulders and being a part of a great organization that has a ton of talent in it so whatever you're listening to whether you want to listen to specific teams or just hockey talk in general hop on over to the hockeypodcastnetwork.com and check that out folks also we are sponsored by probably arguably our favorite sponsor of the show the hub tavern in spo can washington the hub off of monroe has been a staple of the spokane area for i think over 100 years now or maybe just shy of 100 years it's been a while folks it's been there for quite a while it has been there serving the community and is a huge part of the hockey communities part of the anchor alliance one of the many many bars well actually select few uh, they actually have some standards on there. Uh, hockey bars that are on and sponsored by the Seattle Kraken. So if you pop on in there, they will always have the Kraken game on and are huge supporters of the Seattle Kraken. So stop in to the Hub Tavern on Monroe in Spokane. It is your home away from home. Say hi to Dave. Tell him you came in because of the Dusty Bender podcast. And uh, he might he might be nice to you. He might he might say like, oh, those I like those boys. Those are those guys are not terrible. I mean, they, they do so much for the community over at the Hub, so do something for the Hub and go drink beers. Supporting youth hockey and uh, just supporting the community in general. Like, they, they not only they in Spokane, they support Spokane. They love being part of the community, so absolutely support them if you're in the area, even if you're just passing through. If you're passing through Spokane, stop in and have one beer. Uh, it's cash-only bar, so you know the beer is going to be cheap and delicious. Uh, so stop in, have a good time. All right, also... Final sponsor of the show, Fire Chief John Miller. Folks, Fire Chief John Miller has been a longtime listener, longtime supporter of the show. We could not appreciate his support enough. Uh, even if he is a Nashville Predators fan, uh, we we definitely <laughs> we we definitely appreciate his support. And uh, every week, every time we try to talk to him, we try to say some fire safety stuff. So uh, as we come up on the fall season and the colder stuff. Uh, 
well, okay. John, John might be a little more politically correct about this and say something about you should use space heaters safely. Mm. But uh, you know what? I was writing a lot about those stories when he was going and putting out the fires. And I got to tell you, just, just don't use space heaters. Yeah. In general, just they're they are, you are really asking to get burned alive. Oh, they're going to jack up your fucking electricity bill too. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's a lot of negatives. There's not, it's just look, the money that you were going to spend on your electricity bill and your space heater, just go get an extra sweatshirt. You know what? You know what? Maybe maybe get a sweatshirt with uh, the Dusty Bender logo on it. Uh, reach out to us uh, through any social media platform that we're on uh, and uh, let us know. And we'll, hey, we can hook you up with a sweatshirt. We can sure. do that. It's it's warmer and cheaper than uh, a space heater and less chance of you dying in a fire. Uh, Dusty Bender onesie coming to you soon uh that's you know what we have a lot of unofficial slogans on the show but uh the dusty bender podcast less likely to kill you than a space heater fuck yeah it is <laughs> that sounds right that's, that's, that's that just took over as the top <laughs> the odds the odds are uh definitely in our favor when it comes to things that will kill you uh sure. space heater definitely much higher on that list i wonder if we have any dusty bender podcast uh deaths uh, you know at this point right i think uh, we're i don't probably I can't... zero to one where the, space heaters are the only way is somebody was laughing so hard listening to it in the car and they crashed but oof yeah i've been there man <laughs> been there that was, a weird, that was a weird day it was it was a wacky day really a wacky do uh-huh um no i could i could uh i could definitely so john miller would probably say uh, folks use use space heaters uh responsibly don't put blankets next to them uh don't put them next to your bed and uh plug them into an outlet that's not overwhelmed with a bunch of other plugins so sure. that's probably the safe way uh the dusty bender podcast takes the anti-space heater stance sure yep gotta have gotta stand up absolutely you gotta you stand for nothing fall for everything that's right that's right all right folks that's through our sponsors please support all of them in any way that you can we appreciate their uh their support of the show it's how we uh jump on every week soon to be every week and uh give you guys some laughs and some hockey news yeah all right folks last we left you our old buddy mike babcock was in some hot water he was boiling. He was. Well, or I don't know. The rest of the world thought he did. Do you think Babcock actually thought he did anything wrong? No, no, I'm sure he. Uh, he, he just got done from his bear hunting trip, and he fucking. He, was, <laughs> he definitely, he definitely thought he was going to come back and just coach a team in the NHL. I was just, I was just trying to look at the boys' uh, hunting trip photos. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, no. A lot of, uh, lot of grit. Poor guy. A lot of grit. A lot of heart. Poor guy. It's not going to get. He, and he definitely, he definitely thinks he's going to get some sort of job in the NHL. Oh god. I just, he, I, he seems like that kind of dude. It's, it's done now. So when we left you guys, we were kind of like the, the, the word had just gotten out. We kind of speculated on it, but it wasn't really, you know, for, for in stone one way or the other. Uh, for those who are unfamiliar, Mike Babcock is officially a pile of shit. Mm. Um was caught looking through players phones he was looking through all of them some of the older guys he was a little more you know like boone jenner had no reason to 
think anything wrong because he just showed him a bunch of family photos and whatnot. But with the younger guys, he was legitimately going through their phones without their permission, basically uh, kind of a power move. Uh, the, I think the one, the story that stands out the rest is he invited a younger player to lunch. Just like, like I, I come out to lunch. I want to get to know you. As soon as this younger player shows up, Babcock asks for the phone. He's gone for 15 minutes with the phone, comes back, hands in the phone and says, get the fuck out. That's uh, it, it definitely unprofessional, borderline, definitely creepy, borderline illegal. Like, oh, yeah, 100 uh, percent. It's it's how can you not how can your mind even if you have the most innocent brain on the planet, how can you not go immediately to this dude is going through all every message that I have and looking for nudies? Like, that's exactly what that fucking dude is doing. Why? What? Like, I just, I want to know, I mean, we've seen the, we've seen the fake Babcock interview, but I actually want to, like, I want to know what the fuck was he thinking, dude? Oh, and he'll never, he doesn't think he does anything right. Well, okay. How it's been explained, and I even listened to the follow-up Spit and Chicklets episode, which there's a lot of people in the hockey media that owe Biz an apology. I'm not saying that he's the end-all be-all for hockey journalists. He's not. But in this, he got it right, and he is definitely an advocate for the players, which I, I think I mentioned this before uh, on a on a tweet that, you know, there's a lot of journalists that would uh, probably would have sat on this. You know, it's not it's it's not necessarily to the level of, you know, the Kyle Beach situation, and they might have kind of thrown this under the rug or chosen not to report on it because they didn't want to lose a source. Um, Biz doesn't give a fuck about that. For better or for worse, you know, he has no tact. Well, and I think I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of those news outlets and stuff that it just it didn't, you know, at the surface didn't seem like something that was going to just blow up like it did. Right. They're just going to write it off. They're going to write it off. So they're going to they're basically going to, you know, they they would turn that on the the player that brought that to them at some point. Right. Like, you know, I don't want to think negatively of a lot of people like that, but. I, that's just the the news in the media these days, right? Like, what can what is actually going to sell, right? Saying this guy took my phone and, and looked at some, uh, you know, my dick pics or, uh, you know, whatever. Or just it, yeah, it's crazy. Or or being good standing with the Columbus Blue Jackets and Mike Babcock, like they're going to take the 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 low road, right? So yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I, I kind of took the stance on it originally in the last podcast of like. Look, we don't know the full story, right? Sure. We got to get the whole story out. You know, this guy said that he was was doing better, but words are fucking weightless, man. You right. know, like the yep. actions, the actions were clearly there. So, um, I don't think I need to give Biz any sort of a, a sorry, bro. But I think you know, I think in general, you know, the, the more news came out, right? The truth officially rolled out, and right. we saw it unravel. So, it yeah, shows it. It shows that Biz was in the right, and I think that yeah, Biz so. did. I think it. What should be? It's not. We don't need to say sorry necessarily. It's just that, like a lot in the established media, the really uppity people, like the Wyshynskis of the world, anytime Biz says something that would remotely paint him as breaking a new breaking a news story, it's immediately met with criticism because he doesn't play by the rules. Like he doesn't play by the standard rules of journalism, where he went to you know six years of journal jam school. And then, you know, sucked, sucked dick to get to the top of, you know, ESPN or whatever, so they can 
write about it and then not, you know, we, we can, we can sit here and debate about the, you know, the old logo or something like that, but they won't actually break this kind of thing. And I think they were probably even pissed off that they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. There might be a jealousy thing where, you know, biz is, he's an insider, even though he hasn't necessarily earned it yeah. in their eyes. Yeah. No, I, I get that. But yeah, anyways, good good riddance to, to Babcock. He, yeah, there's no fucking way another team gives him a shot. Not right? once. There's just nope. no way. I mean, we... No, you know, his, so, his term in the NHL is done. It's crazy. I mean, I feel like Columbus was giving him a fucking handout saying, you know, second chance, man, you know, like, you, you know, be better. And he it, just fucking blew it. Like, it's crazy. Yep. yep. It's crazy, I, I, can't, I can't believe that he would go right... It's because he thought he was bulletproof like you hear more stories now now that he's done and everybody like knows that he's done more stories are coming out about babcock even they brought even chelios on to onto the show and he he held a lot of punches but at the end of the day like the guy is a fucking just i don't want to say evil because that that's really strong but like the guy who just literally goes around and just makes power plays like that all the time for no reason you know like making himself to be this like end all be all i've got the power you don't you're weak i'm in charge my your world is in my hands kind of thing that's just so fucked up like we were talking about before he's a boss not a leader right like i think right that's that's the approach it, it just like a pedophile like that this is pedophile shit like this is right like good. like if we're like i know it's it's because there's no evidence necessarily that he was looking for nudies, but like, sure. it's hard to sit here and go like, well, what the fuck was he going through this guy kid's phone for 15 minutes? Like, right, exactly. What's he looking for? What else is he going to be looking for? That it, like, is he really enthralled with like the conversations he's like this night, you know, this 20 year old is having with his friends and whatnot? Is he genuinely scrolling through his camp? No. If anything, like, I understand maybe this uh, a pessimistic way of looking at it, but having a kid's phone for 15 minutes. He's sending him fucking. He's sending himself pics from that phone. Yeah, what the fuck, man? I it's just it's it's so bizarre to me. Like best case scenario, what he was doing was making sure this kid wasn't. We've seen issues with guys just staying up all night playing video games, right? We've seen issues with guys going out fucking drinking and and murdering, uh, sure you know, prostitutes and shit, right? So like like maybe like maybe his intentions were kind of there, but like that's best case scenario dude. so like, so what the fuck are we doing so best case scenario he's just an insane manipulator who is taking advantage of people and making a huge power play sure you know you lording That's this so this weird. supposed power over these players because he he can get away with whatever he wants because at the end of the day he's in charge of their future that's so bizarre that's man. that's the best case scenario worst case scenario he's a pervert right just, so there's just gonna, there, I'm not going to try to put that tag on him, but it just, I, I just, I don't know what else. Right. Well, I mean, I it, know, why else do that? Are. Like, why else take somebody? It's again, like, Dick's are you scrolling right. through every single text message that he has? And actually, even, even if you're doing 100% what you think you're saying you're doing, it, it, it's still, that's still not okay. He, even so if we believe him. Even if we believe him, and he's like, yeah, I took their phones to to make sure that they are upstanding citizens and good players, and they've got a lot of heart and a lot of grit, and they're going to be uh, good people. Like, who the fuck does that? Kid, kid was two minutes late to a, a team meeting or something, and so he's got to fucking power play his ass. <laughs> it's just, it's it's so fucking bizarre. We don't we don't need to talk about it anymore. Um, the the Columbus Blue Jackets credit where credit is. I mean. 
they fucked up in the first place by hiring the guy. But this is the NHL um, where nothing gets done quickly. Everybody's given second, third, fourth, fifth chances. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets actually kind of, you know, yeah, they fucked up by putting out an initial press release because they got, you know, they got Babcock's word and basically repeated what Babcock said. They even talked to Boone. That might be an awkward situation in the locker room. Like, I, uh, you know, I how can you look? I don't think it should be. I, it, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be if Boone didn't know about these things. Right. But if he did, then yeah, yeah he's, he's got problems. But I, it, I, I'm not part of the crowd that says, you know, oh, quit hiring these same guys. It's the old boys club, right? Like some, sometimes it is appropriate. Uh, this should be an example of not hiring. It was bringing people we, in that are fucking problems. Not that Chicklets listens to our show, but they they literally almost took a line from us in one of the last in the last episode where uh, they were saying like, "You don't see Coop doing this, right? Like you don't hear Brenda Moore doing this. You don't hear uh, uh, the fella in New York that just got fired. Oh, Gallant, come back to me, Gallant. Yeah, Gallant. Yeah, you like you don't you don't hear this stuff, right? With these just, guys, just, and usually yeah. when there's smoke, there's fire. So that's that's all i got to say on it good riddance mike babcock glad he's not coming back in the league and uh if you're listening to the show uh i have uh mint condition mike babcock and uh bill peters spokane chiefs trading cards that i would love to sell you because they are at the highest value right now hell yeah mm-hmm. that's uh-huh. what every young boy or girl in america wants in their do you want collection. do you want the card of the NHL coach, the only coach in the history of the NHL that has been hired and fired before he even served in the bench behind one game. Do I've I got one for you. And it's, and it's essentially his rookie card. That sucks. Like if you can have a rookie card for a coach, this is basically it because this was when he was the coach of the Spokane chiefs. That's so funny. And Bill Peters. <laughs> and Bill Peter. Yeah. Just to throw that in too. I, I'm going to have to go back through my, through my cards dude i don't think i have any coach cards that that this can't be super popular uh it's shit man i mean babcock cards were already popular and now he's the only disgraced coach in the league gotta love it yeah it's gotta be going for at least 10 bucks at this point at at least 10 bucks i could use that to buy a round of beers there you go mm-hmm. all right let's jump into some more drama going on but acting in the actual nhl world right now uh going around the going around the, the hockey wire right now and creating some rumors um there's two very important individuals on the anaheim ducks right now that uh still don't have contracts yeah yeah it's an interesting one uh taylor what uh what's your read on this uh, this happens all the time so I, first I, who are the who are these guys uh trevor zegris you know he's probably the most hated player that no one should be hating it's just dumb as fuck right because he's because he's not even good at hockey so no he's terrible at hockey and people people have no <laughs> fucking idea what they're talking about um and then and then jamie drysdale so it's just it's pretty much their 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 you know guys that have been with them for the fucking dallas eakins years right sure so i i think i think it's interesting i mean this is just getting a lot of it's it, it, honestly it's any press is good press, right? I, I mean, it just the ducks. The ducks aren't a huge market, so like, you know, this is I, I, it's weird because I think it's kind of good for them to be at the forefront. But uh, yeah, they're they're basically in contract negotiations with both Zegers and Drysdale. 
there's some numbers that have come out. I, I think at this point we've kind of decided that they are the numbers that were passed down by the GM to Trevor Zegras. And it's 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 honestly laughable. Like it's a laughable number for him. Um, I don't three think four he, mil. Yeah, it's three to four mil, which is just on a bridge deal. Which that's fine. I get I get it. It's a bridge deal. I totally get that. The only reason the the only reason that the GM is doing the bridge deal and a super low offer is because Drysdale is more understandable with Zegris. There is a lot of his game that still needs to be rounded out, right? I mean, you look at some of the top talent in the league. Having a, at least a little bit of a defensive, you know, ability is definitely helpful to win some cups and shit. But right. there's just the rumor mill is just absolutely spiraling. There's this whole like, um, you know, oh well, well he, you know, Verbeek doesn't think that Zegers is part of his plan. It's like I'm so sorry, dude. Like, if you have a player of that potential caliber, he's he's part of your plan. Right. right. Like you you didn't he, Verbeek didn't come into the Samuelis, the, the owners and be like, yeah, so I think what I'm going to do, here's the thing. Right. Right. I'm going to just kick Trevor Zegers and Jamie Drysdale off my fucking team for peanuts because they're not part of my plan. No fucking way. Right. Like that's that's the dumbest thing. So no, it's all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't buy that bullshit. I don't buy the bullshit that he's going to get traded to Buffalo. With Jamie Drysdale, I saw uh, even Chicklets jumped on the the Darlene for Zegris and Drysdale. Oh, Drys- Drysdale has removed the ducks from his Twitter bio, so it's got to be serious. I mean, something, yeah. Yep. So social media is our lives now. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, so it, it, they'll get some deals done. I don't think I think they'll meet in the middle, right? I think I have a feeling Zegris and his camp are probably looking at Jack Hughes. They're looking at Cole Caulfield. They're looking in the seven to eight. I don't think that's where he's at, especially for a bridge deal. I think he's probably – I put him at a five-and-a-half. I'm totally okay with that. Sure. I think, I think that's what the player is is worth. Gives him three years to prove it with a new coach, not Dallas Eakins, who was literally the worst fucking coach. Um, had zero systems. You know, Show me an offensive player who would have thrived in Dallas Eakins' system. Uh, you cannot do it, right? Because, for one, he really only coached the Oilers and the Ducks. But I think in general, right, that's just, yeah. And so a prove-it deal is totally fine for, for this guy. I think uh, if it was me, I'd, I'd lock him up. You know, I'd, I'd Clayton Keller his ass. He's on a bad team with a bad coach. I'd, I'd put the Clayton Keller deal into perspective, right? I think Keller got seven at seven or something like that, right? I think that I think that's totally fine for the long term. But I, mm-hmm. I see what Verbeek's doing. Offering him three to four is just basically – throwing a bag of flaming shit into this guy's face and it's just it's sure just, I, I don't i don't know what kind of business that is dude so uh yeah interesting interesting stuff going on but i, I think it'll get worked out okay I, I i've heard rumors that verbeek is a bit of a hardball on this kind of stuff yeah um so i mean maybe shooting really low he's you know maybe he is hoping that it's going to be five or six um and that's Zegers fine is... i think i think that's perfect so, and I think Zegers would be okay with that. It's a short-term deal. Right. But Verbeek is probably wanting a long, you know, probably, he's probably thinking a five-by-five, five, you know, at the end yeah. of the day of what he wants. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. Zegers will probably be okay with a, you know, five-by-two. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can I can tell you because of how close he is with Caulfield and, and the Hughes. I mean, Jack Hughes is like his best buddy. I mean, yeah. he, was, he was in fucking the East coast all summer with Jack Hughes and his fucking family. Like right. he went, I think he went to a, he went to like a baseball. He went to some 
big ass game with Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes wasn't even there. It was like Hughes's dad. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, so it, it, it'll get worked out. Has he been adopted? Is he just is he just Trevor Hughes now? I mean, that's you know that's the word on the street. That's what I'm hearing. So okay, okay. Uh, What's what? God, what happened to his family? Um, uh, freak boating accident. I think. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I hate when that happens. It happens. So yeah, it, it, it'll get worked out. I think. <laughs> you ever see Sharknado? Yeah, it's definitely a Sharknado. Situation. It was a sh- it was a classic Sharknado situation. Yeah, definitely, no doubt in my mind. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, last last point on, on that. So I think Drysdale Drysdale is definitely a bridge deal guy, right? He's okay. been a uh, bad team. You know, had thirty five points I think in his full season, um, and then missed pretty much all of last year, right? So like, see what he can do in three years under a new system. He's got you know a little bit better supporting cast back with him. Right, I think you know as much as people hate in Toronto hate Gudis. I mean, that's a much better decision than Simon Benoit. So I mean, you know, I just there's they're they're making the right moves. I just so I can see Jamie Drysdale being probably three by three. I think that's that's totally acceptable for him based on his the amount of buck that he's played. But um, yeah, it's crazy, crazy. He's probably one. He's probably one five. Yeah, and he, he's not going to get it. You can't, I mean, you can you can say he's going to be this as much as you want. You got to see a little bit of something. Trevor Zegers has two, the last two seasons is 60 plus points on absolutely horrendous fucking Ducks teams. Like, right. you, do throw throw whatever you think about him out the window on his fucking Twitter account. That's mm-hmm. totally fine, right? Yeah. You're, you're an idiot for doing that, but you, whatever, do it. Mm-hmm. The kid can fucking ball. So, I mean, it's just... He'll get paid, and they'll they'll get it worked out. Uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, if not, they're gonna have another high draft pick either way, right? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. got to rebuild. Yep. From I mean, once once you lost uh, Timu Solani, it was just all downhill. So yeah, I was yeah I was gonna say Koivu, but that might that might be that might be a little, also a little also, also accurate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, Taylor, we're we're now into the preseason, and uh, this is this is around the time where hockey players and hockey fans are very happy that hockey's back. Yet also, it's it's the equivalent of being edged because this is not real hockey. Like we're seeing hockey, and it's exciting. We all enjoy hockey, but it's also not satisfying. I mean, preseason is not for us. You know, preseasons for for the players and for the coaches and, right. and teams, right? So uh, that yeah. being said, that being said, we kicked off the preseason uh, with arguably the preseason goal of the year with your boy Cooley. Yeah, Logan Cooley, the fucking stud, man. Uh, did you did you see this goal that happened in Australia? Yeah, he's looking like fucking Taylor Wells out there, man. God damn, I know, right? Yeah, he's looking like a fucking champ. He was looking uh, at some of your tape. Yeah, he was. I, yeah. I made it. I made him a tape and sent it. You to did. Him. It's like a, a mixtape of your highlights. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, uh-huh. fucking sick goal, man. And, and uh-huh. the other one. So I mean, we're just as hockey fans. I mean, sports in general. Like this is this is happening on on a lot of different levels. But the the young kids are just coming in and fucking dusting, right? And I think, yep. You know, that's just not what we're used to in old time hockey shit. So yeah, I, Cooley Cooley is not a name to forget. I, I think. There was a lot of chatter about, you know, Cooley staying in college and he didn't want to be on the the Coyotes and stuff. And 
I think I think he's there, man. He that they they have their number one center. They passed on Shane Wright for him, right? Like yep. you know, we got to think, we got to remember that kind of stuff. So, yeah, the kid is unreal. Just and just fucking danced around him. The the you know hit hit the fucking. It is all middle. preseason. It's preseason. I mean, you know, not saying that he was playing going up against. I mean, I think I think the D was like a fucking AHL guy. So okay. I mean, nothing crazy, but the kid's coming from college, right? So these guys have been playing pro for a couple of years, or, or mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, but yeah, he just he he walked it. He thought, he picked it up in the neutral zone and was just like, "Yeah, this is I'm gonna score. Like I, I just I'll yeah. go get this goal." Right. So, yeah. He's there's no excuse for him not making that team. It's unreal. <laughs> you think unreal. that's a goal? This is a goal. Nah, I'll show you a goal. <laughs> was, was that a salt? Was that a salt Australian accent? But I, you know, I, I, a forever. I, I've seen Crocodile Dundee a couple times, so. You know, his kid, his kid fucking has like a pretty sweet little Instagram where he talks with birds and shit. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he's like, the, he's like taking over the family business and stuff. Yeah, Between Crocodile Dundee and then, uh, um. Well, Steve Irwin. I'm St- well, Steve I was going to say, I knew you were talking about Steve Irwin, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Steve yeah. Irwin, Steve Irwin's kids are, are awesome. Um, yeah, and I, and, and I do like, it's all window dressing and it doesn't really actually mean anything, but I do like that. They're getting kind of cool with these preseason games. Having one in Australia is fun. Like the, the NHL will never go to Australia, but it's cool. Well, and I think, I think those are the two teams because it was the Yotes in LA, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think those are two teams. So like Sean Walker, I think was a Australian kid. And then, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, uh, coyotes drafted a couple too. So I think, you know, just grow the game, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, we are the the Dusty Bender podcast is pro grow the game. Pro grow, absolutely. So yeah, pro grow in every in every sense. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, uh, good stuff. So um, preseason, we're not going to break down preseason shit because none of it matters, and none of it yeah. none of it uh, has any really any meaning on the actual NHL season. But there is a topic that we wanted to talk about before we get into our Atlant or sorry Central Division preview. Um, Actual rostered NHL players playing in preseason games. First off, should they be there? Yeah. Second off, if they should be there, it, do how do you justify? So all of this kicked up because Mark Stone recently just got his head taken off by some guy who will never see the NHL. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's back up. Okay. He did not get his head taken off. He got he got crushed. Like it was a good hit. Like it's yeah, it was a good season. Hit. He got he got smoked like he had the puck. Like yeah, it's a good hit. It's a good hit. Yeah. To answer your question, I think I think you sprinkle them in, and maybe that's what it was, right? You sprinkle sprinkle the vets in. I, as for the knights, there's absolutely no reason that Mark Stone needs to be playing in. Not even a little bit. No, I I mean shit. It, the, the guy is so fucking injury prone. He's gonna miss half the season anyway. Like, like why would you why would him. you expose him to this kind of shit? Rest him. Let him yeah. play the let him play, you know, one or two of the last five reg- or preseason games, right? Like I sure. like that's where he needs so, to So coach is dumb and when it comes to preseason games, like I, I look at the, the if you're going to not play the full roster, like if you're going to use preseason games to get AHL guys NHL time, so to speak. Sure there is no way you're never going to get them to like, it's not like that kid, that kid, that kid, whoever hit Mark stone. I don't even know his name. Like, okay. He's that to him. 
that is his one chance to make the NHL. Like he's got to play well in that game and make a statement. Right. So he's not going to be like, oh, that's Mark Stone. I probably shouldn't hit him. If anything, he's going to be like, I'm going to be fucking, I'm going to be a guy that fucking hits Mark Stone and people are going to actually talk about me. Yeah, fuck yeah. Right. So it's, so it goes back to that idea of like, do you, do you, cause right now we kind of do this weird blend. Like, you know, the first, like first line and maybe even part of the second line is starting night roster guys for the season. And then the rest is like AHL or something like, you know, it's, it's this hodgepodge of fucking mixed up shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand that to a degree, like you want to, you want to feel the good roster. You want to get the veterans, you know, their legs under them before yeah, opening a night, but it, yeah. But at the same time, you also want to get some of the young guys in and give them a look to see if you want to make any last minute tweaks to your roster. I get all of that. But so I'm sitting here going like, is, is Mark Stone absolutely right when he says, I will probably never play against that guy again. Yeah, That's a wicked burn. And he's a hundred percent right. Yeah, it's like, a great, it's a great chirp, dude. Why absolutely, hundred percent, and it's it's totally justified. Uh, that being said, because notice he wasn't like, no, nah, that wasn't that big of a hit or anything like that. Like he owned it. He's like, yeah, I got hit, I got smoked, but I'm never gonna. But it doesn't matter because I'm never gonna see him again. And you're like, oh fuck, okay, okay. I mean, his reaction was that was cheap, right? I mean, like that's, that's oh, the sure. way him and, and the knights reacted, which it wasn't fucking cheap, no. right? It, it was just a good hit by a kid who's trying to make the roster. Right, and so, is that kid going to make the roster? Absolutely not. But no, probably not. Probably not. Here's, here's my thing: if yep. the tables are turned, right? Mark Stone, it's his first season in the NHL. Mm-hmm. He's trying to make the roster. He sees that av- available hit, hit right? He sees that. Is he not like you're? You're going to tell me Mark Stone is going to let up if Hodgson's been in the NHL and just won a cup? You think nope. he's gonna let up? Fuck no, nope. dude. Don't be Fuck a no. dickweed. Fuck no. Don't be a don't be a fucking bandwagon fan like a lot of a lot of the Twitter. Yeah. You know, don't don't be that fan because if the tables are turned, the exact same right. fucking thing is gonna happen. Right? So it's just ridiculous to think. I'm about. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the 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 outcast stance on this one where like look if you're a star in the NHL like you know that you're walking onto the NHL roster you're gonna play opening night you know you're there. You can't go into and, and you're going to be on a preseason roster. You can't go into it like just thinking it's some fucking drop in game up in Rochester. Yeah. Like you still have to keep your head up. You st- like there's a reason why. Like, yeah. Does the game not matter? Absolutely not. But you have to know that there's guys on the other side of that ice that are trying everything they can to get noticed. Right. And Don't if you put your head that. down for a second, you're it's fucking going. They're going to go through you. What are you acting like you're untouchable for? Right. Exactly. What the, fu- what the fuck is that, dude? Exactly. Come on. And if you're going to have that mentality, and if you're going to have that mentality, don't play in preseason games. Yeah, tell your coach you're fucking you're not playing. Like I right. just ugh, yeah. And I, I I I look, I get it. I get being irrational for your team sometimes. I totally yeah. get that. Like we yep. we can get there too, you know. Was it a bit of a late hit kind of no. I mean wasn't the puck was six inches from stone's fucking stick get yeah out of here. get out of here that's not late at all man okay fair enough fair enough. uh i i just i can't i can't i can't side with that i just no I, and i and i don't at the end of the day i was trying to play devil's advocate i was like you know is the puck you know in his control what is control you know what what, what is life really you know what, i mean where, where are we? it's a simulation <laughs> 
are, we, are we in the matrix or anything? you know what 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 is life you know yeah yeah you ever seen your fucking neighbors get groceries i haven't i've never seen them get groceries yeah and i, I only see fucking pigeons man like there's just yeah so many pigeons so many pigeons it's crazy so many it's got to be the 5g you know yeah that's definitely 5g mm-hmm. i've i yeah one of these days i'm gonna get so wasted i'm gonna try to take a pigeon's eye out and see if there's a camera in there or something it's definitely there's definitely a camera in there 100 yeah. percent. yeah i don't doubt that for a second so um yeah so uh at, to conclude that um preseason's pretty much a waste of time it should only be sure. two or three should only be two or three games um if you're gonna be a start opening night guy that's playing on the roster um don't half-ass it because you could get run over we it seems like we deal with this like every year like there's always preseason and some no name just takes a run at a guy with a name and we're we're having the same conversation every fucking preseason yeah who was the kid wasn't it like it was like watson or, or uh, uh uh fucking wilson did it last year or two years ago Right, like Wilson, Wilson lit some dude. Up. Yeah, that's right. So like this, this happens all the time. But acting like you're untouchable, get the fuck out of here. Don't, I, I, yeah. I do like the chirp. I think the chirp is yes. great. That's still fine. I have no problem. And it's with that. and it's, it's accurate. accurate so it's accurate. But I mean, just just own it and right. Yeah, poor, poor, the the funniest part. I'll, I'll this is the last thing I'll say on it. The funniest yep. part was Brant Clark somehow in the scrum got matched up against Mark Stone who is a grown fucking man. Brent Clark looks like he is 10 years old and just came out of peewees. And Brent Clark's face is just like, dude, I didn't do anything. I didn't see anything. Like, just please. I don't even know this guy. I don't know. I don't like him anyways. Right. Like, it's just, it was so funny. That poor kid was just like, yeah, welcome to the fucking show, dude. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Brent Clark didn't even do it. You know, it's just crazy. Yep. All right. Anything else we care about for preseason? Uh, no, can't wait till it's over. Apparently Slavkovsky is going to run away with the fucking uh, MVP. Uh, but that's the other one. I uh, mean, preseason success always translates to season success. So we Dude, should, we, we see good players have success in preseason and then come out and don't score a goal for 20 games. Yeah. Yamo's Yamo's sitting on two. What are you talking about? He's starting lineup now. Dude, Yammer Yammer by the end of the season is going to be playing fucking, top six minutes the power play first power play 100 percent. yeah over the the boards all all high danger situations he's got a fucking chip on his shoulder from basically being castized or whatever that fucking word is chastised yeah chastised out of fucking edmonton dude he's got a chip so we are we're talking shit but honestly he does look pretty good yeah he looked good he does look pretty good okay are we uh, oh no uh, last so last thing we want to bring up uh Folks, I don't know if you know this, but Patrick Kane still hasn't signed a contract with anybody. Yeah. And uh, to convince convince you of this, uh, to, that that Patrick Kane does deserve such a contract, uh, his agency recently put out a video. Uh, please, please notice that this man. It, it, all these exercises are designed to show off his hip movements because he just got hip surgery. Something like hip re- hip resurfacing surgery. I love the fucking production value of this thing, man. I mean, this is top. Oh, yeah. The, the beat is just. Uh, uh. We, we should reach out and see who his beat guy is. It's, it's just something. It's just like a, like a royalty free beat. I, I like to read the right dapper. Right. I like to, I like to think that it was, you know, it's actually him. Oh, just 
fucking dude. I would fucking I'm loving this. Like I'm looking. I'm just if I was an NHL GM, I'm like, oh man, Kaner's got it. Dude, you know what? Like this, it just cracks me up. Because we, uh, we, when we were when we were up in Alaska, we we would get these and and so like we had this one where it was a goalie from the lower 48 and basically was like, I'm moving up and here's my fucking CD-ROM of fucking uh, of my no. songs, you know? And so, yeah, we, uh, after a dry land one time, we sat down and fucking watched it and it was awesome, dude. Like It, it was, was awesome. Sick. He made, he, it was like five minutes long and he doubled up on a couple of his saves just to make sure we saw it, you know? Uh, didn't make the team, but you know, it, oh, it was poor a guy. good, good effort. Right. I mean, yeah. You can ask. Hey, got to shoot your shot. You know, that's right. That's what I'm, that's what I'm told constantly. That's right. All right, folks. I think that's it. Oh, uh, do you think that that's going to help Patrick Kane get anywhere? Yeah. hundred percent, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. hundred percent. If you can, Pretty... like you said, all his drills are showing his fucking hip, man. That I, uh, it, I'm, I'm convinced. I am too. I'm, fucking I'm absolutely convinced that there's nothing wrong with that man whatsoever. I put him on my fucking beer league. Team. I, I definitely don't think that any of that was edited. Uh, I don't think any of that was just showing his only good shifts and good exercises. Not not the part where you know his hip gave out and he had to sit down for a little bit. <laughs> I don't I don't think any of that. I I would have loved to see him stretching it out a, a little bit more. You know, just sitting halfway naked, just you know, getting it stretched <laughs> out. But that's just that's my kinky side, you know. So. He needs no, like, like, so to like kind of get people all fired up, like his buddy, his best friend, Debrin Cat, like helping him stretch those hammies, just like reaching out, just helping him, you See, know. It, it doesn't pop. You know? And everybody's like, "Is that fucking Alex Debrin Cat helping him stretch?" It's a, it's an Alex Debrin Cat body double. <laughs> <laughs> Iserman willing it into existence. Yeah, dude. I like that. All right, folks. The moment you've all been waiting for uh, here at the halfway point. But first, uh, Taylor, we got one more sponsor, don't we? We sure do. Well, tell me a little more about this sponsor. The Dusty Bender podcast is sponsored today by DraftKings Sportsbook. Hmm. And we're back with another week of football. And DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly bonus bets. Throw five down on any of the this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with the code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers can bet just $5 and get 2200 200, don't 2000 What a deal! Don't quote me on that. Uh, instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN is in the Hockey Podcast Network. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Question mark? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 in Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee, partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, LA, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. 
Okay. Glad I learned all of that. That's right. Yep, that's good. So if you're looking to uh, put some money down here, coming up on the season soon. Oh, I now's need the time. It. I need now's that. Time. I need that in my veins. Uh, I am. I am. A, I am partial to always uh, betting the over in the first ten games of the season. Yeah, you are. And mm-hmm. I, I, whenever I bet with you, I lose. That's weird because I always win. <laughs> it's well, because I, it's because I give you my bets, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm just gonna fade him." Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't and then you're like, "Oh shit!" Chance actually like spends a lot of time looking at this shit. Yeah, that's the same. The same reason that our central division looks way different. That's very true. That's very true. We only have two of the same ones. So without further ado, let's jump into our simple central division, our final division preview and prediction of the off season, uh, kind of transitioning us into back. So we'll be off next week and then we'll be back every other week, the following week. Uh, Taylor, we both have the Blackhawks at number eight. Um, I will pretend to be a rabid Blackhawks fan. You sure are. Okay. All right. Scene. Here it is. Um, Okay. I just lost everybody on my Stanley Cup team. Okay. I uh I just went through a massive scandal. People think my logo is racist. And people hate me because I won three Stanley Cups in five years. Here we go. Because they ain't you. That's right. They hate us because they ain't us. Yep. Anuses. That's that's right. That's right. So uh the Chicago Blackhawks are number eight because they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a, to expand upon that very deep uh, thought, uh, the Blackhawks are bad because they have no good players on their hockey team. It's hard to win. Yeah. It is difficult to do that when you don't have anybody good on your team. And that's, and that's a bit of an embellishment because they do have one to two good players. I don't, don't, yeah, put some fucking respect on TJ, man. Um, <laughs> TJ is good. He's, he's Bedard is great. He's, All right, it's it's not the same category. Yeah, I, I just this team has this team has depth in the fact that every single one of their lines up front, besides the top line, is depth. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> they have depth in that. Every line below the first line is bad. Is deep. <laughs> deep, deep on any other roster. Yeah. So I uh, to break it down for you folks, uh the Taylor Hall, Connor Bedard, Tyler Johnson line would be probably a second line, maybe even a third line on a good team. Sure. Like a Stanley Cup pet- competitor. Uh this is their first line. Um Kurashev, uh, Reichel, and Anthony Sinu would be a third to four third line probably anywhere else mm-hmm. donato gutman and radish is a fourth line felino dickinson and Corey perry is a fourth line yeah. this team is designed to be bad yeah. uh i don't think that anybody other than seth jones on this team is a real person and connor bedard yeah uh in the defense sorry uh, defensive side yeah, yeah defense defensive side seth jones is the only person that i i know for a fact is a real person uh, everybody else, I'm I'm not totally convinced of. Kevin Korchinski is kind of a stud. Is he? Yeah, he's. A, tell he's a tell me a little bit about Kevin Korchinski. Give me some hope for the Blackhawks. As a Blackhawks fan, uh, yes, Kevin, Kevin Korchinski was very good in the WHL. 
Okay. Very good, very good defenseman. Yep. I mean, he's he's a rookie, so there's going to be some growing pains. But the the kid plays a pretty nice two way game. Um, I mean, you can honestly, you can think. Pro- uh, I mean, probably not this year, just with the path that he took. I mm-hmm. I like the NCAA path for defensemen. Okay. Uh, so that's why. But Jake Sanderson, right? I mean, you can you can you can think Jake Sanderson. I mean, I think he's okay. Yeah. He is, yeah. He's that much of a two way D. So. Uh, but yeah, everyone, everyone else. I mean, Zaitsev, Tenorti, Connor Murphy, Wyatt Kaiser. I don't even know. Maybe a Blackhawks fan can uh, explain to me who that is. But uh, and then Seth Jones. So yeah, I mean, their D is their D is pretty nasty. Uh, in in a in a bad way. In a, in a bad way. And then uh, if it, to to add to add insult to injury, uh, when your starting goalie is Peter Morazic. It's it's not the proper response is just yeesh. Yeesh, yeesh is correct. Uh, Peter Morazic is bad. Peter Morazic is not a good goalie. He has basically served, I would say, three fourths of his career as being that guy. You know, he is there to be like, fuck, we just lost our starting goalie to retirement or injury or insert insert actual logical reason to lose a goalie. Fuck, we got somebody has to play goalie. Should we get somebody out of the stands? No, no, no. I think Peter Morazic is on waivers. Yeah, I think Peter Morazic. I saw I passed him in the hallway. Right. Yeah. Like he was, he was here having a fucking. Uh, he was, he was enjoying a deep dish pizza. Hell yeah. And uh, I saw him yesterday, and I think that that's that's qualifications uh, to get him because that remember that one guy that we had as an e bug for five seconds. That's the accountant. Yeah, he he actually turned us down. Yeah, he said, "No fucking way, I'm going to <laughs> Wyatt Kaiser on the top." Of He's like, "I actually, I actually have more respect and money at my accounting job." Uh, yeah, I'll just keep fucking resurfacing the ice instead. Thanks, Jesus man. Christ. That's so bad. Um, like... Yeah, sorry, sorry, and I, I know a couple Hawks fans too. And I do too. I'm so sorry, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. It's gonna be really bad. Um the the here's okay we'll end on the hawks with the with with positive things bedard might make is the favorite to win the calder yeah at the yeah i think so at the moment he's he's the favorite to win the calder i i mean unlike last year where maddie beneers was basically just given the calder as much as we love the guy he was given the calder there was no competition for him i think michelli was starting to push a little this this year is very deep. This year is going to be a very interesting Calder race. Um, and the fact that we're sitting here pretty confident that Connor Bedard is still the front runner shows a lot because he's got a lot of people nipping on his heels right now. Uh, real quick shout out to the Chicago Blackhawks media team. Hmm? Uh, go watch videos of Pavel Datsuk, uh, you know, some of these guys with some pretty nasty hands and just figure out what a saucer pass is. Please, I don't want to see a fucking knuckle puck from Bedard to Taylor Hall being called a saucer pass ever again. That's all I'll say. It's pretty rough. Uh, it's pretty, pretty rough. Brutal. Um, the other positive, you'll get to see Andreas Anthony see you skate really fast in a straight line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Corey Perry might maim somebody. I. I'm there for that as long as he, as long as he's not doing like, it. To like he battle. he might he might be there to you know end somebody's career. I think and that, that could the, that could be exciting. The positive for this team is like any rebuilding team, just focus on the young kids, man. 
in individual accomplishments. Yeah, Kurdishev yep. and Reichel, you know, those are those are guys to kind of keep an eye on, younger guys. So, um, and then Kevin Korchinski, obviously. So there's there's some positives there, but it's it's going to be a long season. Oh, and Connor far few and in between. Yeah, and Connor Bedard, of course. All right, Taylor, I'm gonna set you up for this. We already kind of talked about it a little bit. Uh, the Logan Cooley Coyotes. Cooley Coyotes. That is really good. Uh, the Cooley Coyotes. Uh, I'm sure uh, your your buddy Keller would have take exception to that, but in any case, the Coyotes we both have at number seven. Yep. Uh, tell me a little bit about the Coyotes. How how they're looking right now? Uh, really young, right? I mean, this is this is what you want to see from another rebuilding team, right? You want to see the Kellers and the Schmaltz and the Barrett Haytons up front, you know mix in some logan cooley some dylan gunther is is a name to not forget about uh dylan gunther was a, a pretty high pick a couple years back and, and has done nothing but show that he is a good player at a lot of levels um matias michelli is still there the kid the kids if he can build off of what he did last year i mean you know he's he could easily be a second line guy um you know and, and then and then it gets a little stinky from there so um I think this this forward group. For How me, dare you besperch the name of Nick Bajugstad? Oh, Bajugstad. Um, I'm so sorry, Nick. Um, <laughs> Nick has oh, been nothing but a workhorse for this team. Okay. Yeah. Yep. He sure has. Um, and it's always Jason Sucker. It's yeah. They're just they're just long term Coyotes. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean this this team this team is so promising up front. Like th- this is this is their focus area for the last few drafts have been up front. So uh, there's another kid. I think they're working on a contract with him. I think he's RFA. Uh, oh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, anyways, they they have they have even more firepower, young firepower that's coming. Mm-hmm. And so I mean you know this this team you give them three years. They're 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 really gonna make a little push. Like I do believe in what Armstrong is doing in Arizona. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, just really young up front. So I mean, they they could surprise a couple teams. You know, if they if if these young guys take a step, like we say with every young player on every single team, mm-hmm. you know, who knows, right? But I, I think I think there's a couple more years of of some struggle bus ahead for this team. So. Agreed. I you can you can tell that this team is you know it, it it hit that bottom, and while it's still there, it's it's on the upswing. Yeah. So there's there's hope for that. Like this team is getting better year to year instead of getting worse year to year. Right. Or staying um, fucking same. Right. Exactly. What? Same shitty team. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that that's like paramount because like I look at the defensive pairings. While this is nothing to write home about, it's nothing to be excited about. Like I'm starting to know these names. Like I, JJ Moser, yep. Villamaki, Troy. I know Troy Stetcher. He's a he's a solid vet. Um, Matthew Dumba. Like these are these are names compared to previous years. Where if you asked me, like, hey, Chance, who's on the Coyotes defense? I don't fucking know. Is Keith Yandel still there? Right. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure Shane Doan played offense. Yeah, uh, I, I, uh, to the uh, very, very sad uh, news to the Coyote fans, uh, Shea Weber will most likely not be dressing for you. Uh, that's unfortunate. Neither will nor we. will Brian Little. Yeah, 
of Voracek. If, yeah. Uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the other two names, Sean Dersey coming over from, I believe, L.A., Yep. Uh, decent, decent little defensive, 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 a little, little bit of two way. Um, mm-hmm. And then Josh Brown has been really good for them on their AHL team. So I, an interesting D. I mean, I, you know, I much like you're saying much better than it's been. So yeah, can't, can't Yotes, the Yotes have an opportunity to play a little money ball here where, you know, like they, they, are, they've got nothing to lose, you know, like there's no, there's no, like if the, if the coyotes are 32nd in the league, there's no pressure. Like no one's going to be like, yeah, that's what an awful season for the coyotes. Like, no, like you're like, Oh, it's the coyotes. They could easily be 32nd. Can I tell you something fun about my rankings? Tell me about your rankings. I originally looking at their young players, I got such a chub and I had them in a playoff spot. I just, that is, I like their young guys. You've been staring, you've been staring at their amazing jerseys for too long. I, I have. God, those jerseys, man, they're so good. Those these jerseys, they never need to change them. That logo is sick. The colors are awesome. Never, never change these jerseys. Yeah. Um, the, the the part that really drops them down to seventh for me, I think they have a lot of, you know, their defense is, is could potentially be one of the better D's in this division from what I was looking at. Tell me about um, the goalies, though. Goalies are horrible, dude. So mm. I, I just, I, I know. Vimelka was basically there as like, okay, they're in rebuild mode. Let's just get a guy in there that's just going to fucking soak up a bunch of And he played okay. He played okay. So, but I just, I don't think, I mean, he's he's not a goalie that's going to move them super far out of that seventh spot. Fair. Is that fair? Fair. Yeah. No, I I don't see that. He's not going to, he's going to be there and he'll play above average for most of it. But a goalie playing above, just above average on this team is not going to move the needle at all. Yeah. Um, he's not, he's, this is not a goalie that's going to be able to steal you games on a, on a nightly basis. So, um, unfortunately I, I want the coyotes to do well, but this is, I mean, they're not going to be a tough, they're not going to be a tough win or an easy win for folks. No, I think think they're still going to battle it out. No. And, and and we're talking about division. So they're going to be rounding out the bottom of the division, but as far as the conference goes, like, They've got a decent chance of being better than the Sharks, the Ducks, uh, Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. So I mean, there's there like progress. You know, progress. Yeah, I think I think there's a good chance they finish uh, just just inside or just outside the top or top bottom ten. Yeah, I I would put it, like in terms of scale and ranking in my head that makes no sense and I've never elaborated on. I would put the Coyotes like slightly below Winnipeg. You know, like they're not, I mean, because even I have thoughts on Winnipeg, you know. Yeah, let's let's get to let's get to Winnipeg then. We could, I think the Coyotes, I think, pretty cemented into a pretty low role. Seventh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, as you mentioned, uh, this is probably the most division that we have the most separation on. Yeah. So, uh, you've got, uh, to, to uh, Fire Chief John Miller's dismay, you've got the Preds at number six. Do. Tell do. me, tell me what you're thinking about the Preds. I'm thinking I don't know where goals are going to come from. Hmm. So if I look at their forward group, I mean, I, I'm going to put the Young Coyotes team forward group above them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the Preds forward group as low as if you put them up right next to each other against the Connor Bedard Blackhawks. I think we're we're looking very similar. I just I don't see wow. 
I don't see anything on this team. I mean, Philip Forsberg's a good player. Ryan O'Reilly is a good player. Who else is good on this fucking forward group? Right? Start. I mean, Gustav Nyquist is way past any any sort of middle six relevance. Uh, Cody Glass is okay, right? Yeah. Uh, Dennis Gurionov hasn't done shit since he had that that one year with Dallas. He had a breakout rookie. They're they're probably hoping that he's going to have a rebound. Yeah. Uh, Tomasino is is. I mean, he's young, but I mean, it, it, he hasn't shown anything crazy. And then and then you just kind of start getting into some no names. So, I. It, I, I can I can compare this forward group to Chicago and, and that's not a good sign. I mean How you know, dare you compare Luke Evangelista Evangelista, bro, come on. Yeah. Yeah, he's a fucking stud. Um, Absolutely. I, I mean I like some of the players on uh, I I like some of the players where they're at, right? Like Thomas Novak is I'm okay with him as a third line center. He's probably a fourth line guy, but that's you know, um Colton Sisson's same thing. I think those are both fourth line guys, but yeah, outside of realistically Ryan O'Reilly, you know, uh, on the on the downswing of his career, and the Philip Forsberg's a stud, but it's just I'm not seeing much of anything. So, and I and and I, I will start talking and bringing it up a little more. Uh, their coaching change was was nice. So, I mean, that's that's the only way I could see them moving a little higher than sixth. Um, and, and you you get an absolute world class play from from your goaltender i think too is, is another one to not scoff at but sure. um yeah so so moving on to the d pairings uh roman yossi's still a beast i think he pairs well with a luke shen right like a d- totally defensive defenseman uh, with a guy a rover essentially a fourth forward right roman yossi and, and Ro- roman yossi is good on both ends of the ice i think he's a great d uh, Ryan McDonough is again Ryan Ryan O'Reilly. He's over the hill, right? I mean, you know, he can he can put you some solid minutes, but he's not going to move the needle. And Tyson Berry, I don't fucking know what this guy's going to be, right? I don't know what Tyson Berry is. Uh, he just he fell out. I don't of think Tyson Berry knows what Tyson Berry is. Exactly. See, look, Ty, Tyson Berry would have been a great hockey player if I wasn't chirping him at the Spokane Arena when yeah. he was playing with the Kelowna Rockets. He does bring that up quite a bit. He was he was the top. He was WHL Player of the Year. They were even at a Spokane Chiefs game. They're handing out pamphlets of saying that he's the top defenseman of the year. Everybody loves Tyson Berry. And hey, your team that you like tonight, this guy's playing on the opposite team. Gotta love him. So of course we're chirping him. We're just we're just behind. And every time that guy steps foot on the ice, hey 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 Berry sucks. And he knows it, and it and it, it 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 resonated with this man in his brain to the point where he's like, you know what? Maybe I do suck. Yeah, I mean, he he can he'll still put up he'll put up a few points. I think he'll probably be he could he could be, you know, as low as thirty with this team. He could be as as high as fifty. I mean, that's probably his his ceiling is fifty, right? I would agree. So I, you know, forty I, is more likely, but I, I like him. I like him on this roster and putting him with the defensive defenseman that Ryan McDonough is at this point in his career. Totally okay with that. I their D is actually not the biggest issue for me. I would say I would I would classify the defense as solid. Solid, yeah. I mean, there's better D's in this division, uh, let alone reliable. Yeah, re- reliable is fine. I, I would say reliable is also another good description yeah i think yeah 
it's really going to be, you know, Andrew Burnett is going to have to play an absolute defensive system in order for this team to have success because that forward group is fucking gross, bro. That's bad. So I, I do, I do agree with you, but I have them ranked higher in my list because I, I do like the back end a lot. So the defensive pairings I look at, I, I, I can trust all these lines. They're not, even the last line is not bad. It's, it's a standard third line defensive pair. Sure. I, I don't see weakness on this. And then you've got UC Soros who, you know what? Maybe we're even guilty of underrating this guy in, in the top five conversation. I because I still think he's top three in this division. I, okay. I would, well, I, sure. I, top 10. I mean, in the league, like it's like, I think because Nashville kind of flies under the radar, it's not necessarily a traditional market. And because Nashville is not necessarily good at the moment. Um, I think a lot of people don't understand that like UC. So between Roman Yossi and Yossi Soros, they drag th- this team. You know, we like to say it with Edmonton and it's a mild embellishment with Connor McDavid, but like, that one year that Nashville got in the year that Colorado won and they just dusted Nashville in four. Mm-hmm. Th- they only got to the playoffs because of Roman Yossi and Yossi Soros. Yeah. And I, I, I don't, I don't see anything to the contrary that they can do it again. They have Yossi's got a better supporting cast around him. And I agree with you that th- there's not a lot of goals coming from up front, but I also don't necessarily see like, like the first line is a first line. The second line is probably a third line somewhere. The third line's probably a third line and the fourth line's a fourth line. So it's it's this is a fine team. It's it's okay, it's good. I think Ryan O'Reilly is going to kind of rally the guys in the room. I like his leadership here. Um I'm I'm betting on Denis Goryanov having a bounce back year getting out of Dallas. Um Cody Glass has always been a guy that I've isn't he he's not a local but he played up here didn't he tri-cities um that's a good question okay i I think you're right i think he's a u.s division whler um so cody glass is good nyquist is a career journeyman but there's a reason why he keeps getting work in the nhl i i'm not saying this team is going to light the world on fire uh i'm not even necessarily saying that they're a playoff team but i i I do think that this team uh kind of rises to the occasion a little bit uh there's there's optimism with this team and a lot of Nashville players. It, it it might be one of those scenarios where like we finally don't have any pressure on us. So we might do well. If that makes any sense. I, I understand where you're everything that you said. I, I agree with. Um, I, I, I do see a goal problem coming from this front line. Like the, the offense is definitely a problem where the goal is going to come from. My, my answer, my, my positive devil's advocate answer is, the blue line will chip in and they'll score and they'll score enough to win games two, one and one zero. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely, I mean, with, with UC Soros and Roman Yossi, that it, anything's possible. And I think, I think an underrated version of the Andrew Burnett is who I wanted the, the ducks to bring in. Right. I think every team in this league should have been chasing Andrew Burnett, but it's just, it's a tall task. So we'll, we'll see what they can do. That's why I have, them, I have them super low. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, who are we going to next, Taylor? Let's go to Winnipeg. We did t- kind of touch on them a little bit. Okay, so we're going to jump to Winnipeg. Um, I will, I, I'll, I'll lead us off here on this, because 
Winnipeg is an interesting situation where we, we've kind of mentioned it in previous shows where we don't really know what the fuck Winnipeg's going to do, huh? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's funny. Looking over this roster, there's a couple guys on their top nine that they were just like, yeah, L.A. will take those guys. Thanks, bro. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's like Gabe, Gabe Velarde and, and uh, I follow, right? Like, yeah, we'll just we'll take those guys. And, the, and they, they were the beneficiaries of they were the beneficiaries of getting PLD or, or getting rid of PLD rather. Um, so too, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Let me look at this from a positive perspective first, before I get negative. Um, Shifley is an absolute stud, even if he doesn't want to be there. Uh, Velarde is a solid pickup on this. I, I think that Velarde is an, actually a solid player. He's not the, the problem. What th- this is what LA wanted. LA wanted to get rid of, a couple good guys and get a great guy, or at least what they thought was a great guy. Right. Gabriel Velarde is a good hockey player. Like yeah. nothing. He's no, he's not going to light the world on fire. He's not a fucking 40 goal scorer, but it's good hockey player. Right. Solid guy that you can plug and play anywhere on your lineup. Going to love where he is. Um, uh, if you're a long time listener to the show, you know what a big fan of Kyle Connor that I am. Yeah. He won me my league last year. But- yeah. Ky- Kyle Connor is an absolute fucking stud. And, if if any of the rumors that he has been like floated to teams is true, I the 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 Winnipeg coach needs to be fired or the Winnipeg GM needs to be fired immediately. Kyle Connor is a guy that you build a team around. Like he's I have that high of an opinion of that guy. Uh Ehlers, absolutely fantastic. Perfetti, yeah, it's Cole Perfetti, you know? Cole Perfetti, uh, Nino Niederreiter, also one of those, also one of those journeyman players that I absolutely love because you can plug and play him wherever he needs to be. Yeah. He's getting a little long in the tooth and he's getting older, but Nino can still do Nino stuff. Well, and that's where you want him. You want him a second line with two guys yep. that are much younger, right? It's yeah. Just, he's Nino Niederreiter is like a young Paul Stastny. Yeah. Like you can, you, you're going to plug him in wherever you need to be. Um, IXL, Alex Alafilo is right where he needs to be. He is a third, he's a third line winger. Yeah. Good, Nothing good, wrong good with that at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lowry is, is a solid hockey player. Appleton. I like his, like, he's kind of more of a, like a jam, you know, mm-hmm. getting in there and, and getting pucks deep and that kind of thing. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call him a grinder, but he's, he's going into the play. You know, he's going into the, the boards. Yeah. He's got the juice. He's got the stuff. Um, and then that fourth line, that fourth line is a fourth line. You know, Nemestikov is now, Nemestikov is also a journeyman nowadays. Uh, he's just kind of cruising into the sunset here, so to speak. Um, and I don't know the other two guys, so, but so this, this, this offense is hopeful. Now they're meant on paper, their mental state and that, you know, guys wanting out of Winnipeg because it's always cold. Like, like they don't understand how it's always cold there. Like, like Alaska is warmer than Winnipeg and it doesn't make any sense. They don't understand. Like, they don't, they're, they're so confused. Yeah. They're so confused on how it's middle of August and it's snowing. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? I hate it. Yeah. And, the, and then they leave the arena and they're like, let's go to the bar. Right. And they're like, which bar? And you're like the bar. The, the bar. Like, yeah. Not only is it the only bar in town, but it's called the bar. Do they serve food? No, that you go to the restaurant. You go- <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to the, then you go to the bar. Like, like, you go to the restaurant. Yeah. Right. And then and then afterward, then you go to the strip club. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
then practice. <laughs> the re- the rig just says practice on it. Practice. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah. They didn't even they didn't even like name it like the the memorial. Fuck it. No, it's just the practice rink. The practice. The the place we practice. The game. The, and then there. And then when and the big arena is the game rink. Ice hockey played here. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. Um, okay, so that that's the positive stuff. I, I do like their offensive core. Um, they're they're. I would argue that they're nine deep uh, with a with with a standard fourth line. Yeah. Um, the de- defense. Ever since they lost Bufflin, this has been a problem. Stinky, yeah. Like uh, Josh Morrissey is is in a sea of mediocrity. Uh, and he's a good player. I, I he like, is I great. Like Josh Morrissey, right? He's great, but he's surrounded by guys that are just aggressively mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, Nate Schmidt is a shadow of what he once what once was. Brendan Dillon, Pionk, Demello. These are these are these are guys. You know, yeah. I, I just, they're not no names, but they're they're just they're not going to move the needle. They're there to play defense and get walked every once in a while. Yeah, but... and. And you don't need that. They've gotten away with that because you once again have Connor Hellebuck in goal. Right. And Connor Hellebuck is arguably one of the top five goalies in the league. And as long as you have Connor Hellebuck, I am never going to write that team off of a playoff spot. Yeah. Um, that being said, it's uh, this is all talking on paper, looking at this and the numbers and whatnot. Right. You got to kind of look at the locker room situation it just the the vibes that are coming out. I know that sounds like a very millennial term, but the vibes coming out of Winnipeg are bad. It sounds like uh, it sounds like basically it's sounding like the Connor Hellebuck's only motivation to play well right now is to get traded. Sure. And uh, and that and that goes for Shifley does not want to be there. He will not be on this team. He's not re-signing with them. Um, there's been rumors about Ellers. Uh, Kyle Connor's been on the trading block. If those guys are gone, so it's it's not an optimistic situation um but on paper this team should do well yeah that's i think that's that's totally fair right but if these guys do want to get traded to a contender they got to show something right so I, I i still think there's a little bit of game i think maybe rick bonus has you know maybe maybe he is he's not looking at people's fucking text messages and shit so uh, yeah, I, I like them in the fourth spot. I think we had them pretty close. I think we don't quite know exactly based on what you're saying, right? I mean, they could all get fucking traded. So uh, I, I think of them as the Calgary of this division. Sure. Where like Cal, like if Calgary just shits the bed in their bottom three, okay. And if they just light the world up and they somehow like creep into the top three, like okay, mm-hmm. like it's possible. Um, so I think you and I played it safe, kind of putting them in the four or five spots. Yep, I could see that. All right, Taylor, tell me a little bit because because you're so fucking high and mighty on them. Yeah, I know that you've been yeah. you and you and Devin have been talking. I know it. He was just whispering sweet nothings into your ear about how Tarasenko was holding this team back. Tell me a little bit about the St. Louis Blues. I would love to, Chance. Okay. Um, this is this is a team that on again on paper right this is a very similar team for me to to Winnipeg I think the the obviously glaring hole that they have is they don't have Connor Hellebuck um, but I, I really like I, I like what they've done up front I mean does Kevin Hayes move the needle to make them you know surpass Dallas or Colorado no I don't think so but I mean they they made some good moves I I like the Casperi Kapanen. Um, 
I, I, I like him on this team. I think Jacob Verona showed us the kind of player that he can be when he's not shit-faced on moonshine, right? Like, he, he's a good player. So, um, and, and then, you know, obviously their top line is, is three studs. Um, Brandon Saad is just a, you know, I think you see Verona potentially on that line. And then you kind of make that that Kevin Hayes, Brandon Saad, Sammy Blay line. That's your third. And then I think you can go as far. Jake Neighbors is is a good young kid, right? Like if he can get if he can get going, um, Oscar Sundquist is a, a decent one to round out the fourth line. So when it comes to this division, and you know just the way that we look at some of these teams, this is this is a pretty decent nine. Um, I, I I could even go as far as saying you know even Torupchenko Tor- or however the hell you say it. I think I think you could even go as far as saying that fourth line is pretty decent for a fourth line. So I like I I I mean they have some old gray hairs mixed in, but I think you know I I do think that this team has a good potential up front. I think their their forward group is pretty solid. So uh, that definitely played a role. I think in this division they have one of the better forward groups. Just looking at it. So okay. Um, on on paper at least right so yeah um and then you get to you get to the d pairs i mean you, you have some names on here right like names are one thing being able to to translate that is obviously mm-hmm. another um you know but but you still have colton pareko still back there you got you got tory krug still back there and then i think the other the other guys kind of fill in from there with falk and letty and and uh, robert pertuzzo is not a bad bottom pairing guy so I, I think I think you know you get into their D pairs. There's much worse D D setups in this division alone. Um, so I I do like their D in that regard. Obviously, their issue is goaltending, right? What what are we gonna see from Jordan Bennington? Is he gonna be trying to fight everybody again? Um, are we gonna see Hofer or Hoffer, however you say it? I I. I think Bennington, you know, he's he's kind of he's kind of got this. He, he needs to at least have this prove it chip on your shoulder mentality because he was fucking bad, dude. He's he has not been a good goalie since their cup run, really. So um, I, that's clearly where their issue is, and that's my breakdown. And I will not be taking any questions. <laughs> All right, so. that's fair. I won't ask you any questions because I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you some stuff. All right. Um, Robert Thomas is the shit. Jordan Kyrou is also very good. Um, Buchnevich is solid. Mm-hmm. Brennan Saad is yesterday's news, my friend. Sure. Uh, Braden Shen is just okay. And Kasperi Kapanen is yesterday's news. Uh, that second, that third line, Jakub Verona is, I, if you can look past whatever the fuck he did in Detroit, I don't know what his actual like problem was. Apparently it wasn't, it wasn't bad enough to get him banned from the NHL or anything. So um, he's still around. Uh, he obviously, you know, we, we speculated that he slept with Iserman's wife. We're not sure. That's, that's just pure speculation here. Uh, but in any case, yeah, he, in any case, he's, he's skating on this third line with Kevin Hayes. I love Kevin Hayes. I, I, that guy is he's he's one of the most solid like down to earth dudes. He's going to be great for that locker room. Yep. I don't know if Kevin Hayes has got anything left in the tank. And Sammy Belay, if Sammy Belay was going to work out, he would have worked out already. Um, that fourth line's a fourth line. Sunquist is a is a jammer, a, a grinder. You know, I don't know the other two guys. Um, this is this is a pretty. It's an okay lineup. Like I don't I don't see anything that screams off the page. That second line really concerns me in the sense that, like, yeah, they're names, but 
even in their primes, were those names like amazing? Like Kasperi Kapanen? I don't think he's had a good opportunity yet. And defenders of him, I, I can understand that. Um, Shen is right where he needs to be, and and Saad, I just, I, I mean, his his time's passed. I, I, I think that that's simply it. Um, and then if you combine, you know, the 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 B minus B offense with the defense here, where I, I mean, Nick Letty is a, a shadow of what he once was. Uh, Pareko is still okay, but Pareko is only what Pareko is. Like making Pareko kind of into a Vince Dunn type or something like that. It's just not, it's not going to happen. Um, he's at the end of the day, he's a defenseman. He's not going to necessarily be amazingly helpful on the offense. Um, Tory Krug is good. I, I, I don't mind Tory Krug. I know that, uh, some blues fans have kind of soured on him. But uh, he was even tried to be recently. It came out that they tried to trade him to Philly, and he's like, "Fuck, I'm not doing that." Yeah, no Are you kidding me? <laughs> right. So, hey, Tori, uh, you know this Kush gig that you've got here in St. Louis? Do you, do you actually do you want to go and get yelled at by John Tortorella in Philly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I want to do. Um, so he said, "Fuck no," and he's he's uh, with Justin Falk, who you know uh, historically has been a disappointment for this team. Uh, they, they traded for Falk thinking that this was going to be, uh, you know, a number one defenseman kind of situation. And he's been, I wouldn't even say aggressively mediocre. He's, he's at, at times been bad. Mm. Um, he's been kind of a disappointment and Bortuzzo at, at bottom pairing. And as you mentioned, I'll, I'll be a little positive more on Bennington in the sense that I think that Bennington is an above average goaltender. It's just, he's a hothead, man. It, for better or for worse, you know, sometimes that riles up the guys. I personally, you know, everybody in the world jumps on Bennington when he, you know, slams his stick or tries to fight somebody or something like that. They're like, oh, he's got a fucking butt. No, I, that's hockey, man. I fucking love the jam. He cares. Like, he's getting into it. That's the fucking game. I love that shit. It's when that type of aggressive behavior starts influencing your play, then it's a problem. And it seems like Bennington's got that kind of issue. So, I, I don't rank Bennington as an elite goalie. I don't even necessarily would say that he's a good goaltender, um, but he's fine. He's he's good enough to where he's not going to just be absolutely terrible any given night. I know he had a bad season last year. Um, he, he'll probably bounce back a little bit on that, but uh, I, I I just don't see a lot of optimism on this team. Like I, kind of what you were saying with with Nashville, where are the goals coming from? What are you talking about? Casperi Kapanen. Okay, so let's do a let's do a. Casperi Kapanen. What what's he gonna score? Twenty goals. Casperi Kapanen had fourteen points in twenty three games last year. Okay. Okay. That's good. For how many? How many of those were goals? Eight. Eight goals in twenty three games. You put that. You put that over a full season. That's so eight goals in twenty. What well, we'll give him eight goals in twenty games. There's eighty games. Eight, sixteen, twenty four. Okay, he's, he's probably a twenty five goal scorer. That's that's still that's still very nice. Okay. Uh, Jake Neighbors is is young, but he's he's someone to look out for. He's a really young guy, but he's a good player. Not an isolated fourth line role. No, he'll he'll surpass Brandon Saad or Sammy Blay at some point, right? So you're okay. gonna get, you're gonna get okay. some scoring there. Okay. Um, Kevin Hayes had like fifty seven points on a shitty fucking team. Um, I think it's because he was the first line center for that team. I, sure. I mean, you could you could you could 
pull that up, but it's still a horrible fucking He's situation. he's skating with Verona and Sammy Blay. Verona Verona is a one-dimensional offensive player that does not play defense at all, and Sammy Blay is a grinder. And all Kevin Hayes does is play defense, right? So 57 points on a shitty team where he is just he he is the defensive forward. <sighs> Um, I think he was playing other... in an offensive role on this. This is where we're going to have the most, because I just, yeah. I just don't see where the offense is coming from on this team. Yeah, I, I completely disagree with you. There is, there is no power play quarterback on this team. Is it Nick Letty? It's Tori Krug. Tori Krug. Okay. But you, but you don't need that. If you look at, so what are you going to do? Jordan Cairo, you can throw Jacob Verana on there because that's, he's a power play specialist. You can do Bushnevich and Thomas. You don't need a defenseman to just absolutely fucking wheel and deal. You have a very solid four on that top power play unit. And I think that's I think that's totally fine. All right, and that fourth and then that and that second power play unit is just dog shit. Yeah, that second power play unit is a rest for the first. Power correct, play unit. correct. <laughs> yeah, they're they're out there just to move the puck around a little bit. I mean, you know, but it, so if you're if you're looking at this forward group, right? I think this forward group can easily compete with you know on paper winnipeg um i don't think they're quite there with dallas and colorado but i mean they're just a notch i mean the forward group is a notch underneath those teams and it's not it's not that bad dude i don't know i don't know if we've i don't know if we've disagreed this hard in a while brandon sod had is one year removed from a 50 point season in like 70 something wow yeah that's that's great production for a third line player dude why like that's exactly what you're telling me. You don't want your third line. I'm saying, to score I, I'm saying that this, that's not a needle mover. Like that's, he's doing what yes, he's it supposed is. to. Uh, yeah, it is. Nah. 50, 50 points for a third line player is a needle mover. That's a so what he's 20 goals, 20 goals and 30 assists. I, I think he's probably, you know, 15 and 35, but I, I, I give him 20 goals. I just, I don't, I don't see where the goals are for you're, you're hoping from Robert Thomas to have a 40 goal season and you're hoping Kairou to have a 30, 35 goal season. You're, and you're super low on Pavel Buchnevich. The, the kid is, the kid is, was almost a point per game player, right? Like I just, there, there's a lot more offense on this team than, than you're thinking. I think you're, you're thinking with your, I don't That's the first friend to be right. No, 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 yeah. no, that's not it. I've been high on the blues for quite a while, but they traded away all their players. Well, Sanko's gone. O'Reilly's gone. Basically, like, let's, it's a natural progression to measure from the high point. So let's look at the Stanley Cup winning roster that won this team. Who's left? I think, I think where they're missing is, is the defense. But that's, but that's why I have them in that three to four range in this division and the, not at the bottom. They just I'll, haven't I'll, moved that far. I'll away. give you the defense is kind of like how I look at Nashville's defense. Like, it's it's defense. Like, it's it's not moving the needle. Tory Krug, if if Tory Krug is your offensive defenseman on this, I, I'm not expecting any I'm, – I'm expecting very little offense to come from my defense. But that's okay because you have – you know, I can I can give yes. them I can give that forward group I can get I'll, you know what I'll give it's, that forward group that's the third best forward group in this division. Oof, God, that's so Easy. wrong. Without even that's, a, without even a doubt. This this is a this is a one line team with a salt with with an oak with a acceptable defense and a and a schizophrenic goalie. Well, I mean that's schizophrenic goalie is not wrong, but. Yeah, it's what I'm what I'm saying is, is this team is not good enough to outscore its problems. Like if if Bennington decides to blow a gasket and let in four, they're done. 
they're not winning that hockey game. I, I mean, I, I think I think you're you're probably Where, right there. But whereas, yeah. whereas, like, I'll use an example of like because we use uh, Toronto a lot for that example. Like, you get you score four goals against Toronto. Great, we're gonna win six four. Like that's just what we're gonna do, because yeah. that's how we play hockey. We don't give a shit if you score four goals because we're gonna score six. That's just how it goes. This team is not it is not built that way i just don't i don't see the scoring here to be it's a solid team it's not a bad team i'm not saying it's a bad team i'm just saying saying it's you're saying they're a sixth you you have them ranked sixth in this division that is a bad team i'm compared compared to compared to winnipeg and nashville All right, we can move on. I disagree with you completely. Okay, that's, that's fair. That's fair. No, that's we'll we'll see how the Blues do. Yeah. Third, God, you got them so high. Yeah. Why not? They're bet. They're better than on paper. They're better than the the rest of that division. They they only got worse in the off season. Disagree. And and they didn't even make the playoffs. You replaced Kevin Hayes with Ryan O'Reilly. Totally okay with that. Oh you, yeah, because Kevin them. Hayes and Ryan O'Reilly are just the exact same player. Hundred percent. Right, cool. Let's let's you know what. Now, now you're pissing me off. <laughs> you're, you're making me bash Kevin Hayes because I love Kevin Hayes, okay? I love Kevin Hayes. He's a fucking he's one of the pro, he's probably one of the best dudes in the league. How many points did Ryan O'Reilly have in fifty three games last year? Close to that, right? God no, dude. He put up thirty points. Oh. So on, on See, I was trying to give him more benefit. You just you just proved my point. Right. So he was in a first line role in Philly, and he put up thirty points. No, 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 no. This is Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, did oh, say, oh, Ryan did O'Reilly. I Kevin Hayes? Did I say Kevin Hayes? You did say Ryan, Kevin Hayes. Ryan Hayes. Ryan O'Reilly put up thirty points in fifty three games. That's not. That's he not was terrible. That's not first line center minutes, right? You're no, getting a, but you're getting a Kevin Hayes. You're basically replacing Ryan O'Reilly with, I, I mean, arguably the same guy. I mean, I okay, but. So, and I understand this is mildly biased, but like you can look at it and say like, okay, has Kevin Hayes gone to a team and immediately changed the dynamic in the locker room to win them a Stanley Cup? No. When's the last time Ryan O'Reilly did that? With the St. Louis Blues. Sure. Like fucking five years ago. Right? So if Was it so really if, five years ago? Yeah. So if you're looking, if you're looking at like complete one-to-one trades, that I was mean, five years ago. it's a pretty pretty decent trade-off right and then you know tarasenko ryan o'reilly was skating first line minutes on this team kevin hayes is a third line center now yeah wouldn't you want first line wouldn't you want first line production out of a third line center come on man you're trying to say that there's depth here and i'm not gonna i am not besmirching the name of robert thomas okay i love robert thomas i'm just saying Braden shen is fine yeah he doesn't He's not amazing. He's not you have, great. You have he's two fine. Second, two, two second line centers in your middle six. Okay, well he's 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 flanked by two dudes that are past their prime. How, you can't call Kasperi Kapanen past his prime. He's in his prime. He's twenty seven years old. That is prime age. All right. I just I they, they're gonna I think I think they'll surprise you. I think I think if if we see. I, I personally, I think they had locker room issues last year, and I wonder if it was Tarasenko. I wonder if you know Tory Krug is maybe probably didn't help, yeah. Right. So I mean, okay, I, I we'll can, see. I can, I can see we'll see. 
we'll see. And, and, and I'm sure to be, if they do well, then I'll be reminded by it by you and our, our mutual friends. So yeah, uh, I, it's, they'll be better than last year. I'll tell you that. The, are you saying that they're going to be a play? You're, well, of course you're saying they're a playoff team. You're putting them third in the division. Yeah, I am. I, I can, I can see this team. I can see this team in the playoffs. That's bonkers. The only, the only way that they don't Bennington is still a fucking nut job. So That's so bonkers. I just that. don't see it at all. Is that is not that is I no, there's no way, no way, anyway. Okay, so let's okay. So I've got let's go to my third pick. I've got Minnesota in the third spot. Okay, so I uh, tell me actually, yeah, start us off while I pull up Minnesota right now. Cool. Um, I, I think I think we're what we're looking at is the big thing with Minnesota for me is because people are ranking them pretty high. I think we're basically banking on the fact that their tendies are going to do what they did last year. And that's, I just, this, this setup of Gustafsson and Flurry, Flurry's getting very long in the tooth. Um, Gustafsson is the real deal though. Is he though? How do you know that? He played well last season and it wasn't, it wasn't one. Okay. This isn't, this isn't a Levi situation where he played seven games. This guy played a full season and had tremendous numbers. What 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 were his tremendous numbers? Let's let's go let's go there first. Okay, well I would have to pull it up now. You can't you can't just put me on the spot. I I got you. I just needed to figure out how to spell his fucking last name. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. All right, while you while you do that, so looking at the top pairing, Kirill Kiprasov. I don't think even the most avid Minnesota Wild hater has to admit this this kid is good yeah nothing there uh ryan hartman i would definitely say he's probably a second line center yeah, in my sure. personal opinion sure. um but that's that's not where the strength of the minnesota wild comes in he's a second line center uh Mats zuccarello is is there for veteran presence still got a shot i kind of i'm kind of thinking him as like Yam, yamir yager light in his later years like dude can still score goals but you can't necessarily count on him for all situations so to speak sure. Um, Boldy is a fucking stud. He's a, he's a stud. He's, good he's a fucking stud. Yeah, absolute stud. You can't you can't disagree with this. This kid is. I I would take Kirill Kiprasov and Matthew Boldy over Robert Thomas and Jordan Kyrou any day of the week, any day of the week. Okay, it's not it's not even to me it's not even close. Those two guys are fucking going to be stars in the NHL. Robert Thomas and Jordan Kyrou are good. I don't want to. Like they're not bad by any means. We're 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 comparing A plus level players here to A level player. Like it, it's we're we're splitting hairs. But if I was gun to my head, if I had to pick two, Boldy and Kiprasov are going. I'm going with these guys. Um, Eck is another second line center. Totally, he's he's right where he needs to be. Marcus Johansson is a bit of a wild card here. Um, he could have a good season. He could have a shit season. He's a third uh, player. Sure. Sure. I, I would, if he's bad third line there, I, I will accept that he's, he's been a wild card in my opinion. Um, the third line, Marcus Foligno, Marco Rossi and Frederick Gaudreau. This is a, this is a good third line in my opinion. It's not bad. Yeah. Foligno and Rossi are solid guys. Um, I think even with a little bit of time, they could even make their way up the lineup a little bit. And Gaudreau is just there, mm-hmm. you know, um, fourth line, is that wait Patrick Maroon? Is that Patty Maroon? That's Patty Maroon. Holy shit! Okay, well, I mean, 
Patty Maroon's not bad to have on your fourth line. Sure. The, the big rig has has got what three cups, four cups, like a, an ungodly number of Stanley Cups that you would uh, not one, think. One with St. Louis, and I think two with Tampa. Fuck, it's unreal. It, it, we live in a world where Patrick Maroon has three Stanley Cups and uh, Henrik Lundqvist has zero. Yeah. It's unreal. Uh, and then Dewar and those guys are, you know, filler fourth liners. But I just, I fucking, the, these, this team is going to score goals. Like it, it, gone are the days are Sutter and Parise where they're just struggling hard to get goals. This team is going to put up production. If I had any issue, it's, it's the defensive pairings. You know, Middleton is middling. Uh, Jared Spurgeon, I, I think I'm contractually obligated to not say anything bad about Jared Spurgeon. I think somewhere I, I signed a, I signed a contract that says I can't say anything bad about Jared Spurgeon, yep. uh, because he played for the Spokane Chiefs. So, I, I don't think I can say anything bad about him. Uh, you're not, you're not going to get production from Jared Spurgeon, but he is one of the most reliable defensemen in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, Broden is a solid defenseman. Goligoski, you know, that's a name. You can count on him to play those minutes down there. Uh, I don't know much about Addison and Faber. Um, Young guys. Okay, yeah. So uh, it's you've got names here. This is more of a question mark to me than a concern. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. I, I'm not worried about it. The goaltending is where I look. Philip Gustafsson, like uh, to me, I'm he sold me on him. Like it wasn't one of those things where it, it's not a Carter Hart situation where like he played a little bit and then he was bad like the last two months of the season. You're like, oh fuck, what the hell's going on? Uh, he showed me that he's the real deal, and it's clear because he is now he is as we walk into the season, he's the starting goalie instead of Mark Andre Fleury that has the pedigree. Mm-hmm. I understand Fleury's getting older, but at the end of the day. They've trusted. In fact, they chose, in a sense, Gustafsson over Talbot. Right. And I'm historically on record saying that Talbot is terrible, but that's what I'm saying. Like they're they're willing to trust this younger guy to fill the net with getting getting mentored by Mark Andre Fleury. Like who else would you want to be mentored on how to be a goalie? Like Mm -hmm. fuck, come on. Um, so I, I love the goaltending on this. The defense is a question mark, but it's it's not necessarily a concern for me. And I. Fuck, for the first time in a very long time, I think that this team has got some offensive firepower. Hmm. All right, Blue, Blue's offense is still better. but I, God, I couldn't disagree more. Yeah. All right, that, perfect. Let me go through my shit. Hit me. Cool. Uh, Matt Zuccarello is, is fine, right? I think he's he's going to continue to trend downward. He's been trending downward and downward. I mean, playing with Capri, Kaprizov definitely helps his, his setup. Um you have two second line centers, a young guy in Marco Rossi who could have a good season. I'm not Marco Rossi was a very high draft pick. He could be very good. Uh, Marcus Johansson is nobody. Ryan Hardman is second to third line. Joel Eriksson is a second line. Um, Frederick Goudreau is there. Marcus Foligno is there for bang, and then a fourth line. So real realistically on this team, you're looking for for production from Kaprizov and Boldy. And everyone else is a huge question mark, right? I just, to me, they, they just don't have, outside of those two guys, they don't have a ton of firepower. I, I think I think last year for some of these guys was more of the, the high rather than what they are going to continue to do, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if Rossi, Rossi comes in. Rossi could move up this lineup 
Uh, and that definitely helps their case. And, and Matt Zuccarello had a decent season last year. So I, 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 I won't get past that. There's just uh, there's a ton of holes on this offense for me. Um, in the D, I think as much as Dumbo was kind of this wild card, I, I think I think he shored up this D a little bit. I mean, even though he wasn't super offensive, still still a pretty good defenseman, and he definitely can throw some body around. So uh, Jacob Middleton's a nobody, really. Uh, Kalen Addison is a good young player, but he's, he's a very young player. Um, and same with Brock Faber. So uh, I'm with you. I think the D, the D is the, the question mark. I think it... it for me, Gustafsson is very similar to Aiden Hill. It's very similar to the Golden Knights situation. A 930 from a guy, second round for a goalie is, is a pretty high draft pick, and he's only 25. So I could, I, I mean, you know, I will eat my crow when he does this again, but you're basically saying if he replicates those numbers, he is a top five goalie in the league. Right. See, and and I just, I, I'm not ready to, I'm not ready in, in a half season. I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to call him that. Yeah. That's fair. And I'm not necessarily saying that he's a top five goalie. I don't, cause I, I agree with you. He's not proven yet, but when you say you're comparing him to Aiden Hill, like I'm high on Aiden Hill. I like Aiden Hill. I think that Aiden Hill has been underrated for quite a while. And now that he's got, you know, the starters role, I'm not saying that Aiden Hill is a top five goalie in the league, but there's an argument to be made that he's low top 10. Aiden Hill. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, I, I, I mean, I think based on his year last year, I think. In fact, in fact, I'd probably put him at ten or nine. I mean, I, I could, I could get him close to ten. I'd yeah, say probably, I, 10 probably 10. around ten. Like, if, if I really had to think about it, he's, he's around ten. He's at ten or he's around ten. Yeah. Um, so that's that's where, and you know what. Gustafson is just Aiden Hill's been in the league a little longer. We know his name a little bit more. Philip Gustafson, I th- I think that we're going to get to the point where he's in that conversation as well in that lower ten to to maybe even close to five uh, area. But mm-hmm. at the moment, like I just I, I see a lot of potential with this team. Do I do I think that they're going to do well? Uh, I, I see playoffs, but uh, you know this is a team that they're they're kind of like the Sharks. You know they they get to the playoffs and then they just they can't make, they can't get it done. So I, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about their playoff hopes, but I really do like this team. They seem solid and, uh, and they're, they're they, for the first time in a while, they actually have consistent, reliable scoring that I'm happy with and goaltending. Yeah. That's, that's where I come on that. All right. Who do we got? Who do we got next? I think we're ready for the big two. Are we really? That doesn't sound right. It does sound right. We are. All right. So we flip-flopped them. You it, you lead off. I, I took Minnesota. You go with one or the other. Uh, let's get, We can go to Dallas. Hit um, it. Da- Dallas is going to be good again. I think Dallas's only area to highlight for them is probably their D. Um, I do like Thomas Harley, and, and Heiskanen is, is a stud. Um, but I think outside of that, Right, you're looking at Ryan Suter. You're looking at you know, so it's, it's just it's not outside of those two guys. I, I don't think there's really too much to to call home about. But I mean, you know, for all we know, Heiskanen could take another step. And, and Thomas Harley showed some very nice skill and everything. Um, I, I Hawk and Pa is another one where he's just he's kind of a filler, right? And then Esselindel is not someone to forget about. But I think 
overall, this deep pair, you know, there, there's, again, it's very similar to the last two teams we've talked about. It's kind of, you know, what, what are we going to get, right? What are we looking at here? So I, I do I do think, I, I you know, who, who knows? But I think that's, and that's just nitpicking. But I think right. Dallas's weakest spot is probably their D. They could also mm-hmm. just blow that out of the water, and they have one of the best goalies in the league behind them, right? So I think, you know, this this team is going to be good again. Uh, their their forward group is just, you know, it, it is pretty deep. I know they have the Jamie Benz and the Tyler Seguin. So deep. This, world, is, so. this is such a fucking deep team. But they're super deep. I mean, they have so many options. You just, it's, it's going to be an onslaught. Matt, Matt Duchesne is where he needs to be on a third line, and that's, like amazing like that's it, it he's right where he needs to be and the fact and it even shows like when matt deshane's on your third line you know you've got some depth yep yep so i at the forward group is probably if not the strongest in the division i think it's it's definitely no, a close second to colorado so i i mean yeah this is good when when your worst player in your offensive core when in your in your entire 12 is what Dandaria or yeah, Smith? Or Craig Smith, yeah. But but when those are your worst players, like you're doing okay. Yeah, you're feeling pretty good. Like those guys are solid. Like they're not, you know, they're not world beaters or anything, but they're solid. You can trust them. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would I would roll out those. They're not no name pricks from the AHL, you know. Right. Yeah, I'd roll those two guys out and feel completely comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Dadnov on the team. You know, Mason Marchment still still a beast. Joe Pavelski is just turning back the clock of time. Like I just right. still puts up the fucking, you know. Yeah, so their their forward group is is pretty nasty. Can he do it in another year or two? I uh, I don't know, but no, we'll see. I hope I hope his contract is only has like a year or two left for this team. But it's probably for the best. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, that's super deep there. Um, D is the question mark. Goaltending is. Goaltending is arguably the, the best in the division. I mean, God, he, I think you could you could probably argue. I'm so high on Jake Ottinger. I'm so high on Jake Ottinger. Yeah. So uh, uh, Jake Ottinger's so hot right now. And Scott Wedgwood with his all black pads. God, he's he's killing it with the all black pads. Yeah. Those are sick. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have much to add to that. I the the offense is absolutely one of the deepest, if not the deepest in the league. Yeah. Um, probably rivaling you know Carolina and stuff like that. Um in terms of Carolina's defense is deep. Uh, Jason Robertson is absolute fucking stud. Uh, Pavalski's great. Um, I hate Jamie Ben, but he's having a bit of a renaissance. Um, Matt Duchesne is a decent depth pick. You know, when you're adding Matt Duchesne for depth, you know, you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, I would say the defensive pairings are, you know, if you could say that there's question marks, it's definitely there. Uh, you know, Sutter, Har- uh, Heiskin in hack, hack up, however you fucking say his name uh and and lindell are are big names they're solid they can be counted upon for the most part uh and jake odinger's if they make any mistakes jake odinger's there to pick up the slack more more often than not like this this is a really good hockey team i as much as i don't like jamie ben as a red wings fan i have to hate him uh this team is this team is pretty pretty set uh, to make one a run, or, one or two. There's just there's no way they finish outside one or two. Yeah, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be probably button heads with Vegas again for the best team in this division, sure. in my opinion. Yeah. All right, last one, Colorado Avalanche. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'll take. I'll 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 start us off because you you took Dallas. Um. Okay, so we've got news that is Landis Gog done? Done. I, he's out for the year, but I, he's he's probably done overall, dude. It's kind of like how Taze is like out, but he's you know like he's not retiring, but he's yeah, retiring. He's, he's not. He's done. Sure. So we're looking at we're looking at this roster. Um. Uh, Look, when you win the Stanley Cup, all you can do is try to real run run it back. You know what I mean? The best you can do is like we just won the Stanley Cup with this team. Let's try to keep it together as best we can and run it back and do it again. Um, I think Colorado's tried to do that, but it's it's been tough because you've got a lot of guys that have been working hard in the Avalanche system that wanted more money and uh, they've been slowly leaving this team. Mm-hmm. Um Jonathan Duran is an interesting pickup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how that's going to go over for them, to be completely honest. If he can stay healthy, I think that's a good that's an opportunity for him. Okay, he's going to be playing with some of the best players that. Sure, sure. you could you could you could put anybody next to McKinnon and Rantanen, and they're going to be okay. Right. So Duran is is, and I think that's Sakic's idea here is is that I'm I'm going to bring in you know, somebody that has at least raw talent mm-hmm. that can, that can keep up with these guys 100%. on the cheap, on the 100%. cheap. Yep. So there's that. And then your second line. Um, so this is the problem is like, as we go down this roster, you lose more and more depth. That was so instrumental to that Stanley cup winning Colorado team. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's just not the team that it used to be, you know, um, first off, huge missing opponent here is is darren helm like you, you can't win without darren helm. <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible. like like without darren helm i don't even know why they're going to ice a team yeah, honestly just forfeit yeah games. right like Dar- darren helm was the heart and soul of this team for two years and, <laughs> oh, fuck that, <laughs> and, and uh elite two-time stanley cup winning darren helm that's right he did win it with the with the wings in 08 that's right. Yeah, yeah, think about that. Fuck yeah, and you and you and I have zero. That's correct. Yeah. That is correct. I, I have zero Stanley Cups. Yeah. Um, Lekkinen is is good. Ryan Johansson is fine. Nichushkin is is great. Um, I I don't have a problem with that second line. That's a very solid second line. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just when we start getting down here, you start seeing the wear and tear on the team. You know, like this this is going to happen when you win the Stanley Cup. You've got to try to do your best to try to keep the team together. And it's you know, Miles Wood is fine in a third line role. Uh, Ross Colton is fine in a third line role. And Thomas Tatar is a journeyman who is a perpetual third liner. Mm-hmm. That that's about it. He's not big enough to be a fourth liner, so he's just going to be in that depth scoring third line role. Um, and then the fourth line, Cogliano, Ben Myers, and Logan O'Connor. That's that's just a fourth line. So, I mean, I just I, I you know it's hard to it's hard to put down a team that has Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. Um, you know, Nachushkin also. This is this is a good team. And then especially see, that's not you, you have worries on the offense. Let me introduce you to the Colorado defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have any issues. Uh, on them not scoring, let me introduce you to Devin Taze, Kale McCarr, and Bo Byram. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe with a side of Josh Manson and Jack Johnson in there. Yeah, don't, don't you put 
put some respect on Samuel Gerard, Gerard's name. Sam, Sam Gerard is also very good. Uh, it's this this defense is one of the best in the league, if not arguably the best. Top top three, top five. Yeah, I mean it, it competes every night with Carolina and, and those kind of teams. Correct, absolutely. Um, this this defense is going to be able to pick up the slack not only for offensive mishaps, yeah. but they will be able to easily jump up into the play and help with the numbers that you're not. So when you lose the depth scoring on your offense, these defensemen are easily going to be able to jump up into the play and, and make up for it. Sam Gerrard on your bottom pairing, who is basically, can basically be a fourth line or fourth forward. Yeah. Yes. Just this D is so deep. It's, it's incredibly deep. Like this, this is, this is one of the best D's, if not the best D in the league. Um, it will all, all the, all the pseudo issues that I brought up with, uh, with the lack of depth on the offense, this defense can easily make up for that. That is not a problem. So I, I would put that as a wash. Uh, the, the question mark here is goaltending and historically Sakic has taken taken pride in the fact that he can build a team up front and get away with just above average goaltending. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he doesn't need elite goaltending. He's he's been able to build teams in front of them to where he almost kind of arrogantly thinks that he can just put almost anybody in the net and his team's still going to win as long as long as they're decent passable goalies. And that's kind of what he's done here. Like, is Alexander Gorgiev going to set the world on fire? No, but he's fine. And so is Pavel, Pavel Frenzuz if he can stay healthy. Right. Yeah, that's it's definitely their biggest question mark. Yeah, it's 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 fine. Like, it's not this is this is not goaltending that's going to set the world on fire. This is not elite goaltending. I wouldn't even argue that this goaltending duo is in the top ten. No, I, I mean. What's what's crazy about this division, and I'll even I'll, I'll give you Philip Gustafsson just for my point here. Yep. Th- this is the this is probably the fifth worst goalie in this division. It's true. You know, like the, I would probably and and he had a he had essentially a nine twenty right. So, I mean, you know, still, I mean, still decent. It's he's not better team. than Ottinger. He's not better than Gustafsson. He's not better than Soros. He's not better than Hellebuck. He's arguably better than like he's Bennington level. I agree. I think he's okay. pro- I think because of the defense in front of him. Yeah. So balloon him a little bit, but so him, like him and him and Bennington are fighting for fifth best goalie in the division. Yeah. yeah. And even and even on I'll you know what I'll even I'll throw a bone to your Coyotes like you know Veg- Veggie can have good nights. Yeah. Where he I, could I'd where still put him a little lower, but I, it, I agree it, with you. I think it's probably Benning. I wouldn't say that's a reflection on no. veggie. It's more of the team in front of him. Yeah. Like I, I, so to credit to him, like I, I think if you took veggie from Arizona and put him on Colorado, you wouldn't, you wouldn't see too much of a change. I, I am just going to piss off all the group hour lovers. If you put veg, if you put fucking Peter Morazic on this Colorado team, Oh, Peter Morazic is going to put up. Now we're talking now better now, numbers than Groovy did last year, dude. <laughs> fuck. Oh, now, 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 now you're now you're crossed. Them's are fighting words to some people. It, but I, you know, Groovy, Groovy was great in the playoffs. I can't. Even when you're starting to get compared to Peter Morazic. Oh, I mean, but that's the thing. Like you can behind this D, 
behind the yes. sea, you, yep. you, could, yeah. you could be it, anybody. Sakic knows that he can get away with having just average goaltending. And that's and that's what he's banking on again. He's he's saving money on his goaltenders to be able to pay his defense and his offense. And it's it's a bold strategy, you know. It's it's not bad. And hey, it's worked out for him once. Yeah. yeah. So I I do. The, my only issue here is that you know injuries. You know, if this team, God, can you if ever if everybody's healthy, this team is everything that we just said is accurate. Man, all it takes is a grain of sand on this team, and it starts falling in the rankings. It takes a two mile per hour wind to fucking hurt the players on this team, dude. Like if it's unreal, they've had they had really bad luck. You can you the only like maybe you can lose Dylan. You can lose one of Taze, Makar, or Byram for a short amount of time, mm-hmm. and you'll still be okay. But like if if McKinnon gets an injury, yeah, it, it, an extended injury, is this team even making the playoffs? If McKinnon is out for a half season, there's a good chance that this team is battling for a wild card spot. I don't think they would fall. I agree, hundred percent. Low, but yeah, that's how instrumental he is to this team. He is he is that that important. Um, I think so. One of the things, and I'll kind of leave it on this: the 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 issue with this team, besides the goaltending that I have, there's a lot of new faces, right? I think that's yep. kind of what you, that's kind of what you were alluding to as well. There's just there's a lot of new faces on the front end, and it just it you're you're asking uh, what's his name Bednar. You're asking Bednar to basically just glue this team together. Yep. I mean, sh- just looking at daily faceoff, five of their twelve are guys that they just brought in, right? Yeah. That's yep. a lot of new faces, man. So- yeah. Looking at daily faceoff, three. I mean, Miles Wood, Colton, and Tatar don't even have like on on this. They don't have jersey. Like they don't have numbers yet. Yeah, that's the same with Johansson and Druin, right? I mean, those are, those are all new guys that they brought in. So. You're you're hoping that these guys are going to work out and you're going to be able to – you're basically trying to replace the guys that you lost. And fuck, man, I'm just – I'm if I'm an Avs fan, I'm I'm optimistically pessimistic. Yeah, I think, I think I'm a little cautious just because yeah. of, of those points. But I you've just – Look at it. Not well. Not to not to be a homer on it, but like, I look at this roster and I go, "This is why they lost to the Kraken." Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like this is why I like. I look at this roster, even this healthy roster right now. If this was a seven game series with the with the roster that I saw with the Kraken, man, I I'd still put. I think I'd I think I'd put my money on the Kraken, and I'm not even being a homer on that. Yeah, I think I just. I think I, I think the Kra- the Kraken's depth once again will beat this team. Yeah, I mean Nathan it, McKinnon it, can only be on the ice for so much. I think I, the depth definitely up front. The depth for the Kraken, I think, is going to win this game. I, I don't think they quite have the firepower that they do. Um, so on paper, right? If it's a healthy, if the playoffs started tomorrow, and this is what we're looking at from Colorado and Kraken, I think you see you, you see a, a, a better match series. I think the Kraken still um, probably take this, but that def- that defense on this Colorado team is it's miles good. above Agreed. what we're going to see from the Kraken. Right? So Agreed, hundred percent. So it would it's 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 a, it's a coin toss. I w- I would say it's probably another seven game series. Sure. Um, uh, giving the edge to the Kraken in the offense, giving the Colorado Colorado the edge in defense, and then the goaltending's really a toss up, you That's know. Gosh, yeah. It's yeah. and it's and it, for different reasons. Like this, the Colorado de- goaltending, 
you can ex- you can rely on it to be B minus mm-hmm. B, you know, level goaltending. You're not you're not going to get elite goaltending. You're not going to get bad goaltending. You're going to just have acceptable goaltending. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Kraken, it's the roll of the dice, man. Either Grubauer shows up and he's playing like one of the top five goaltenders in the league, or he's dog shit. That's so concerning to me. And then you've got and then you've got it. I agree, I agree. But thankful, I have a lot of faith in Joey Dacker. Yeah, I, and I and I do. I think there's no way Grubauer had that success in the playoffs and is just going to go right. There's just no way, right? He can't go back to what he did the last Even, few seasons. We, we, you and I talked about this in a, in a crack and recap in the last episode. Like there, it's just statistically, there's no way that he can have an, a bad no season way. as he's did the first year. He's he's statistically due for a rebound year. Yeah. You know, it's it's like guys. Like, Think of it as guys that have high points. Like McCann had 40 goals last year. Is he going to score 40 goals again this year? Probably not. No, but Burkowski will hopefully play a full season. Probably not. It's If we're going to be optimistic, we're hoping from Burkowski and McCann 30 goal seasons. Sure. That's sure. doable. Yeah. That's doable. I could see that. Yeah. So, and and that's where I think kind of evens out. In fact, if anything, you know, like if I had to choose between McCann getting a 40 goal season and Burkowski being out versus both of them getting 30 goal seasons, I'll take the 30 goal seasons. Yeah, I'll take 20 extra goals. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. hundred percent. So I, I, I would rather take that. Um, and we'll see that drop. So I, God, it would, it would, it would be another toss up. It would definitely be close. Um, and it would, I don't want to say it would come down to goaltending because it wouldn't. I, I think that it's it'd be a shift by shift battle. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, the wild card on that would definitely be. And it's funny that we're prefacing this because it's very possible that they play again. Yeah, yeah. There's a very high probability that these that that they meet again in the playoffs. Yep, hundred percent. Definitely. All right, that's it. That's that is out. it for our central division preview and predictions, folks. Uh, also should be the last episode for quite a while that is two hours long. Good God. I'm tired of shit, man. <laughs> I know. I'm dying. I'm dying too. I, but I do I do want to say one more thing before hit me we with it. off. Uh Andre Vasilevsky is out for two months. Oh, that's right. We didn't even fucking talk we about didn't that. Touch on that. I just saw it on my feed. So yep. um, uh yeah. If you're still with us, uh that's a that's a that's a bit of a blow for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So somebody's fantasy team is gonna be fucked. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yes, as we end the show, if you have made it this long, uh, also uh, some important stuff coming up. We will be at the Seattle Kraken home opener on October 17th between the Colorado Avalanche and the Seattle Kraken. Uh, if you are in the area, if you want to come say hi to us, have a beer with us, we are more than happy to do it. Just reach out to us, uh, send us a message on Twitter or Facebook, and we are happy to meet up with you guys down there. We are. Uh, Big fans of jumping around in the Soho area before and after the game. So let us know. Hit us up. And if you're wanting some merch, we could probably make that happen too. Just let us know and we can we can bring it with us down there and we can hook you up. So there's that. And then also, folks, uh, the Dusty Bender Fantasy Hockey League is coming up here soon. We're going to be doing our drafts. Not only the, the Dusty Bender one, but also the Hockey Podcast Network has a draft coming up as well. So we'll be bringing you guys fantasy content when we return to a once-a-week format. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. And we'll see you not next week, but the week after.